This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together for worship. We sing together our first song. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us confess together our sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing together. appointed Old Testament reading for the second Sunday after the Epiphany is written in Amos chapter 9. 
In that day, I will raise up the booth of David that is fallen and repair its breaches and raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations who are called by my name, declares the Lord who does this. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed. The mountains shall drip sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel and they shall rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink their wine and they shall make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant them on their land, and they shall never again be uprooted out of the land that I have given them, says the Lord your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Ephesians chapter 5. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are the members of his body." Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, 
Everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Our text from our gospel reading This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you, now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You only get one chance to do your first miracle, right? So make it big, make it memorable, raise someone from the dead, command the wind and the waves, feed a multitude, cast out a legion of demons. That's the way we do it. But what does Jesus do? What he always does. The unexpected. He goes to a small wedding in a little town, out of the limelight, and he helps a guy and a gal who didn't prepare for their wedding And he turns water into wine. Really good wine. His mom is there. The disciples are there. The steward of the wedding is there. The guests are there. The couple is there. Six large stone water jars are there. And the water is turned into wine. The best wine ever in the history of the world. The best wine that you have ever tasted isn't even in the same league as the wine that Jesus created at that wedding. And that was Jesus' first miracle. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are beyond our thoughts. What's important to him confuses us. And his actions can even offend us. But he is holy, and we are not. And he is all-knowing, and we aren't. And so we really shouldn't be surprised by this miracle that Jesus does. The Messianic age, the time of the Messiah, the days of the Savior are marked 
by really good wine. We read that in our Old Testament reading today, talking about the people of Israel coming back from their captivity. And they will plant vineyards and they will drink the wine. Really, really good wine. And then there's a passage in the book of Isaiah and it talks about the mountain of the Lord. The place, it says, where God will swallow up death forever. And after his victory, he will wipe away the tears of those who cry. He will remove the shame of his people and his people will rejoice. When you read that passage in Isaiah chapter 25, talking about the mountain of the Lord and death being destroyed, you, you can't help but think about Mount Calvary, where Jesus is lifted up upon the cross. He is the sacrifice for the sins of the world. And he willingly offers himself and gives himself over to our punishment for our sins. And there at Calvary, Jesus cries out from the depths of hell, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why is God so far from Jesus' words of groaning upon the cross? Well, God turns a deaf ear to Jesus at Calvary. Because Jesus has, made, has been made to be sin for you and me. Jesus on the cross is the object of God's wrath. And in his agony in hell, the father turns his back upon the son. He doesn't hear the voice of Jesus crying for mercy. And Jesus endures hell willingly for you and me. No one forces him to go there. No one takes his life from him. Jesus freely offers himself as the sacrifice for your sins. And then he commends himself and his spirit into the hands of his father. And he cries out, it is finished. And he dies. And on Mount Calvary, by his death, Jesus conquers death for you and me. And by his rising from the dead on the third day, he destroys death. And all of that happened on the Mount of the Lord. Mount Calvary, we call it. But I suppose if we think back to the Old Testament, we might call it Mount Moriah, which means on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. For there at Calvary, God provides the Lamb he provides his son to take away your sins and to redeem you in a way beyond your thoughts and your imaginations, in a, in a way that confuses us by a death on a cross that even offends us. And it all happens on the mountain of the Lord, for the mountain of the Lord is the place of the Messiah. And Isaiah writes this, On this mountain the Lord Almighty will prepare, now listen to this, a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest 
of wines. There it is. Did you hear it? The place of the Messiah is a place of wine, the finest of wines. And what does Jesus do at the wedding in Cana in Galilee? He turns water into wine. And when he does that, it is a sign to everyone who is there that he is the Messiah. He is the Lord Almighty who comes to save his people and to destroy death, to give his life so that there would be salvation for all who believe in him. And so Jesus on the mountain of the Lord is lifted up high on the cross in order that he might draw all people to himself. Jesus turns water into wine at Cana in Galilee. That miracle isn't big and brash and bold. It's small and simple. But it shows Jesus to be the Messiah. That's the important thing about the wine and the wedding in Cana in Galilee. Jesus is the one promised to Adam and Eve. The Savior promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The King seen by the wise men. The Messiah who saves all those who are under the curse of sin and death and the power of the devil. When Jesus turns water into wine, he also covers the shame of a guy and a gal who didn't prepare enough wine for their wedding. And his miracle reveals that he comes to cover all of our sins. He comes to remove all of our shame and to reconcile us to himself. At Cana, at a wedding, Jesus reveals himself to be the Messiah, your Savior a Savior who loves to give good wine. And this morning, it's no different because Jesus has some really good wine for you this morning. Wine that is fully wine, but more than wine. Wine that is his blood, truly present for you. And bread that is fully bread, and yet more than bread. Bread that is his body, truly present for you. This morning, you will climb the steps up to the altar of God. The steps up to, I suppose we could say, the mountain of the Lord, if we use that image. And here at his altar, at the mountain of the Lord, Jesus himself is here for you. This morning, Jesus prepares a banquet for you, bread and wine. 
his body and his blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Just like the wedding at Cana and Jesus' first miracle. Holy Communion doesn't really look like all that much of a big deal, does it? Some wine, some wafers, but it really is. Because here is our Savior coming to serve you and me. To give us what our body and soul so desperately needs. Forgiveness for today and a foretaste of the feast to come in heaven when Jesus returns as King of kings and Lord of lords. This sacrament at the altar this morning, this sacrament is pure gospel. Pure mercy, pure grace, pure peace for you. Can you ever get too much of that? Can you ever get too much of God's forgiveness? Can you ever have too much of his mercy, too much of his grace, too much of his peace? Can you ever get too much forgiveness? Too much abundant life? Too much of what Jesus has to give you this morning? Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And in communion, he says to you, come. Come to me, take and eat my body. Come, take and drink my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And here at the mountain of the Lord, Jesus gives into your mouth the body of life and the blood of forgiveness given and shed for you. Here at the rail is rest. Rest for your soul. Well, as I said at the beginning of the sermon, you only get one chance to do your first miracle. And Jesus did it right, didn't he? It wasn't big. It wasn't public and splashy. Well, maybe a little splashy. (laughs) It might not be the miracle we would have done but it was just the right miracle to show himself to be your Messiah, your Savior. And so at a wedding in Cana in Galilee, he turns water into wine. And he shows himself to his disciples to be the Messiah. There he reveals his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. And so do we. So this morning, come. Come to the mountain of the Lord. Jesus has a banquet for you. A banquet of the richest of wine, the best of bread, his body and blood given and shed for you. And you can never get enough of this meal until we eat it with him in heaven.
In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord unto life everlasting. Let us confess our Christian faith using the words of Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, We thank you that for his sake, you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. We sing together our closing song.